Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you rewrite your story. I'll also be interviewing Dr. Gary Salyer, who is a transformational relationship mentor who helps people rewrite the rules for love in their brains. He firmly believes everyone deserves a love that lasts. He reviews his book, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. For more information about Dr. Gary, please visit GarySalyer.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guest sections in both stores at JamesMillerLifeology.com or at Lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m. and Saturday at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name James Miller Lifeology or simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. Are you struggling to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long-lasting changes? Then contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well, and then we will look at the areas in which you're struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long-lasting changes. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, and click on the page, Work with James. Fill out that form, and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding your way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, Work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Your personal story. If someone were to ask you who you are, what would you tell them? Would you give them the roles that you play or recite the memories of your life? We often forget that we are the ones who decide who we are. The circumstances of life or situations that have happened to us are simply events. They're not who you are. The problem is, is we often use these types of experiences to define us. For example, if I became divorced, I'm now James the divorced person. Or if I continually have multiple failed business ventures, then I'm a failed business person. The reality is those are simply events. We decide who we are. It's interesting, depending on how you feel, or in other words, your emotions in the moment, determine what you remember about your past. When we reflect on our past, it's often influenced by the feelings that we have in the moment. So if I'm in a really good mood and someone says, James, tell me about yourself, it would be easier for me to recount all of the great memories, all of the wonderful things I like about myself, and that would be who I am. Now, you ask me on a day that perhaps I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and my story would most likely be different. I would focus on those things that are not going well and tell you about things in my life that I do not like or memories that were painful for me. The problem is, is that when we continue to do this, we forget that every moment is an opportunity for us to do something healthy or even healthier. When we continually repeat the patterns of our life, we often forget that each moment is a choice. 
Just because I may do the same thing over and over again in my past does not mean I have to do that now in my present. That's the great thing about life. Once you have this awareness, you can make a permanent change. That change then sets you up for an opportunity to make another healthier choice in the next moment, and the next moment, and the next. The way to change this is to essentially slow down and ask yourself, what am I doing? Or why do I continue to do the same thing over and over again? That reflection and that awareness gives you the opportunity to slow down just for a few seconds to say, is this serving me? If I continue to engage in the same behavior, what has my outcome been in the past? Am I okay with that outcome? And if you want something more or want to change your life, it is important to slow down and remind yourself just because you've done things in the past does not mean you should do it again in the future. Or just because you've done certain behaviors in the past does not mean that's who you are. It's just simply what you've done. The narrative that we create in our life is so powerful that it determines our success. We've heard of many of those success stories of individuals who have had horrible upbringings with severe lack, illness, poverty, and war-torn countries. And somehow they were able to rise above that. And of course, I'm not comparing anybody's past to anybody else's. It's just simply, if one person can do it, we all can do it. And that's where you define who you are, not your past, not your current circumstances, not your situation. You decide who you are. I have a fantastic guest today, Dr. Gary Salyer, who's going to talk about the narrative we create. In other words, a story we told ourselves as children. And that story retells itself over and over and over again in our adult love life. Stay tuned for his interview. It's going to really give you insight and information as to why perhaps you've not been successful in your love life. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Dr. Gary Salyer is a transformational relationship mentor who helps people rewrite the rules for love in their brains. This allows amazing shifts so people can have the wonderful and lasting relationships they deserve. He firmly believes everyone deserves a love that lasts. He's here today to talk about his book, Safe to Love Again, how to release the pain of past relationships and create the love you deserve. Welcome to my show, Dr. Gary. Thank you, James. I'm so happy to be here. I am as well. We had a fantastic talk in the virtual green room, like I like to call it. And I'm really looking forward to this show today. Now, you have done so many amazing things, but how did you become this transformational expert? Well, it actually started in seven. You know, I came from a family, uh, a dysfunctional family. And I remember saying, you know, I don't want to be like everybody else. Mm. So I went to college and I had two de- majors to make sure I didn't have a divorce like everybody else. We had religion, psychology, and my senior year in college, professor says, come on in for a personality test. I took it and calls me into his offices and tells me I've got a personality. <coughs> and, you know, and then the last word as I'm walking, I says, oh, I forgot to tell you, you've got a 90% chance of having a divorce, which for Oh my me, gosh. Uh, I, I, within two hours, I delayed gra- you know, graduation, and I signed up for a fifth year of college to make sure that never happened, marriage and family relations. Mm. So 12 years later, I'm looking at a divorce. I'm going, I don't know how this happened. Yeah. Then I do seven years of therapy, 
And when I get married a second time, four years later, I'm getting divorced. And now it's like, what is going on? Yeah. I've done my work. I've done degrees. And when I started noticing the same patterns, I, I said, you know, therapy did me a lot of good, but it had me managing my pain mm -hmm. versus really transforming me. It didn't change my core style of rating, relating. And I decided nobody should work this hard to have a lasting <laughs> love and not have the results. Isn't it amazing how those things in our life, when it feels like a stumbling block, turns into a stepping stone? So you had a, a f quite a few of these stumbling blocks, but you manifested that and changed it. And now here we are talking about this fantastic story. Oh, yeah. I, I ran track in high school. Love was more like high hurdles to me yeah. at that time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to say it. I really like the name of your book, Safe to Love Again, because you know there's so many people who have been hurt so much and the concept of I will never love again or I was hurt too much. I'd rather never never do it again. And and I think that just the title alone speaks to so many people because so many people have been hurt in relationships. They have. Uh, you know, th that was my fate was after the second divor uh, divorce, I was scared to get in a relationship mm -hmm. and it was affecting everybody I was dating. I was showing up as Mr. Wrong now. And that's what happens when we when we have been through a bunch of hurts and it almost always goes back to a repeat of what we were set up in childhood. Sure. Then we ha start having this Groundhog Day effect and we start saying, I don't I, I want to pull away from love, mm -hmm. you know, and. But we have a birthright for love. Some part of our spirit dies. Our body doesn't do so well either. And so I made it a, a personal mission to crack the code for love so that we can be safe to love. Because there is a certain risk. Yes, there is. Yes. Yeah. And so many people are very risk averse as well because of that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And but love doesn't have to be risky if you because we don't have that GPS. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. I, I realized that love your brain has a natural GPS and a lot of coaching and some, even some therapy, although it's getting way better with the Gottman research and all that mm -hmm, stuff, mm -hmm. you know, uh, this stuff can be, it's doable change and it's more simple. It's just, your brain uses four feelings, four feelings that you learn from zero to three, actually by the time you're one, one and a half oh, yeah, yeah. and your brain uses that to know when you're loved and not loved. And when you don't pay attention, to those four feelings. That's when you get off into the woods. Well, let's talk about those four feelings. What are they? Yeah. Four feelings that you're, you know from by the time you're one and you use now is welcome with joy. That's like, good morning, gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Or honey, it looks like you had a bad day. Come on over here and get a hug. Uh, it's well, and it's uh, worthy. Uh, no, I said welcome with joy, worthy and nourished. Worthy and nourished is, is it's okay to reach out for your needs. And you know, they're going to track what your preferences and likes and your needs mm -hmm. are, and they're going to reach back. Then there's cherished and protected. That is basically, I get to That's be a me mm -hmm. in a we, not a me or an enmeshed we. You get to be a me and come home to a safe harbor in someone's home. Uh, you know, the home port in someone's heart. So you get protection and support. And being in a we feels good. And yes, being a me feels just as good. It's both and. And then mm -hmm. empowered with choice. You get to create your own experience, not someone else do it. They share influence with you. They, they track your dreams and they support it. And then you get to have voice and choice. You get to assert. When you get all of that, then you get the feeling of lovable and love, but the four feelings are welcomed, worthy, cherished, and empowered. You feel those, you feel great in a relationship. If any of them are missing, something's off. That's your GPS. Now, which is, I, I 
I agree with that 100%. I think that's brilliant how you've conceptualized that and broke it down into those four feelings. Now, some people may say, well, I had a great, a great upbringing or my family loved me, but yet they still struggle. Can you mm-hmm. help us understand the core aspects of that? Not necessarily the, the memories we have of our, of our childhood, but just how those core, I guess those core feelings were never really instilled in us. Yeah. You know, every once, it's not only parents. So I had one client, her mom, you know, she was the, I think the fourth child and world-class parents, secure, great mom, but her mom was at two months in a car accident. Mm. And, and so she, and was in traction for eight, for 10 months. I talk about that in the book. And now her, this, the family did the best they could to put together a piecemeal plan to a to attend to this baby aunts, but no, it wasn't as consistent. And because it wasn't consistent, she got what was called an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. When does love go away? Because it, you know, it did in a sense. Now there's not the mom and dad did great dealing with that crisis, but it's still the fact that she didn't get the same consistent care that her three older uh, siblings did. So it's not always, it's just what is the experience and what, experience does and what meaning and truth does the brain make of it and sometimes it's a crapshoot back there as a kid yeah exactly exactly (laughs) you know and i think it's also that sometimes when we reflect on our childhood we will reflect on it from an adult mindset then we can say you know my basic needs are met i had some good memories you know sometimes my parents may have been disciplined me whatever it may be but we don't realize that the unformed uh, brain of a child, how they perceive the world is going to be from a very, very primitive basic standpoint. I mean, it's a beautiful time because they learn so much, but they don't unnecessarily understand it or conceptualize it the way we do as an adult today. Exactly. In the first six months, there's no me. So if you're getting rejection, then you experience yourself as rejection. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, we tone down our existence, you know. Uh, yeah, it's and. What I always tell my uh, clients is no matter what's going on, I talk about these rights you get Mm -hmm. in childhood. Uh, We can go over them there. But whatever deal your brain did, whatever it pulled back on, was absolutely the best deal available at that time. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is is nobody gave it a security, the security memo, so to speak, uh, something like, you know, an expiration date. So nobody said it. 18 or 20, you can turn this off. Mm-hmm. It's still running. It's still trying to protect you, but protect you when you were four or eight or whenever it happened. And you no longer need it. Exactly. And it's updating that. We like that part of your brain. So nobody's wrong. It's working hard to keep you on the planet. It kept you here. And all we want to do is give it a different security protocol. Exactly. I really, I really like that. I love how practical you are in all this. That's, that's amazing. Now let's actually go into those six rights that every human has. Okay, every six. The first is a, a right to exist, mm-hmm. which and when, when you're given a feeling of welcome with joy, ooh, there's the little James, so glad you were born, <laughs> right? That's, that's a right to exist. You feel comfy and cozy in the world yes. and in your body. Then if, you, if the baby's allowed to reach out for their knees and there's a, you know, when needs a bottle, needs breastfed, needs hugged, changed, whatever, and then the, 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 the mom and dad reach back, then they get this feeling of welcome, uh, worthy and nourished. It's mm-hmm. okay to reach out for needs and know the world's going to reach back. Yes. So it's okay to take too. Then when the, the toddler comes on and they realize, hey, you know, I'm not mom. I'm over here. Mom's over there. They get to be a me. But they know they need 
a little supervision as well as separation. So they, you know how babies will always cry <clears throat> when you leave the room because mm -hmm. they want to make sure you're there, but they don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, they get to, they want to be a me and they want to be in a we. And if they get the beautiful balance of me and a protective, supportive we, they know they're cherished and protected. That's what it is. It's all about feeling cherished and protected. And I really think the right to separate and belong, I think that was one that many people really struggle with because that's when you have the over-identification of a relationship or the, the struggle between my bachelor self and my married self. And so that inability to kind of move back and forth between that, I think as an adult, is often very difficult for people because that's where often the relationship doesn't feel respected because if I do something as a bachelor version of myself, even though I'm married it, and my spouse doesn't appreciate that or doesn't understand that, or I don't understand that, then that's where I think a lot of the discord or, or tension really come, you know, really manifests. And so I think as a, as a toddler, when I think of um, Erickson's stages of development, for those of you who know mm -hmm. psychology, you can read about that. But yeah, that's one of the most critical times as well is that aspect of that, the, the individuation. And it is, but, and I love, by the way, I love your bachelor self versus married self. I'm going to borrow that. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> But this is the right that messes up most couples. Mm -hmm. when, you know, because without a we, there's a war. You can't have two me's. A couple cannot say there's two me's. Part of it is psychology went down this rat hole of individuation. It's just as much about symbiosis, too, mm -hmm. if you've read yes. Margaret Mayer. Right? Yes, yes, it is. It and is. it's like she never said anything. It's got to be me and a we. And when I'm dealing with couples, it's all about creating we. This is the missing right I have to attend to in most couples. Uh, if it gets split one way or the other, it is deadly to the relationship. Yes. And creating a we is is my real client with couples is actually the we, to be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Then after that, once you got a self and it's cherished, what's the next? Well, can I create my own experience? Or does mommy get to be or daddy get to be the standard? Do they tell me how to play with my toys? Uh, so I and I get to be uh, so that becomes in as empowered with choice and voice. Mm -hmm. And then you get a right to assert it's OK to speak up and it's OK to have my wins to get. So for someone to share influence with me. So that and then at the end, about age three, you know, uh, the brain, the prefrontal cortex comes on and something starts adding up the four feelings. And if it adds up four great feelings, it says I'm lovable and loved. You get a right to love and be loved, not to love more than your love back or to be loved more mm. than you give. It's a balanced equation. Which is, which is beautiful. I really, I really, really uh, like, like this, these rights as well. Now, if people are listening right now, they're like, all right, James and Dr. Gary, I didn't get this. Or I look at my relationships and it's not working. How, how do I rework this or rewire myself so that those six things now exist in my adult life? Okay, that's a great question. I wrote the book as a, a roadmap and, I, you know, and then there's some helps on a, you know, there's a place you can go on my website and get some more helps and all that stuff. But you really have to work with someone who understands these rights and resets them. It's not just knowing them. It's not just thinking about them. That's all prefrontal cortex stuff. Mm -hmm. These are buried way down in your limbic system. Right. And in uh, uh, in conjunction with stuff, what we call your reptile brain, mm -hmm. it's way deep. So you have to get your 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 deep subconscious and your body to feel worthy, to mm. feel welcome. If it's not about knowing I'm worthy or it's feeling enough, because when people feel enough, they don't choose Mr. or Ms. Wrong. 
you know, what I always tell them, what you're choosing is Mr. or Ms. Rights, someone who reflects back all of your rights. <clears throat> and, oh. oh, yeah. So if someone is knows they have, they are running this feeling deep of cherished, they won't choose someone that just leaves them out on their own and hangs them up for lunch every time they have a need and they need someone to have their back. So it's really working. I use, in LLP, I use stuff called re-imprinting. You can't get into that. It's more be a therapist manual. Sure. But you work really deep to help the brain be safe to fe to feel empowered. Now, for instance, you know, I had a borderline mother. I talk about that in the book. <clears throat> Uh, and, you know, you didn't want to belong to that woman because she, there was violence. Mm -hmm. So yes. it was better to feel, you know, even though I felt uncherished, being separate was better. So I didn't want to feel cherished by that one. So I had to get safe belonging mm. and mm. feeling it. If, if it was not safe to reach out, you, you know, it, you have to get safe to feel that feeling of worthy. That's the two things you're working with. And somebody has to go in there and really work with, you know, like the first time this stuff came online and find out what flavor of safety the brain was seeking when it pulled it off the shelf. Mm -hmm. And then if you can wrap what you want, which is a lasting love, with that flavor of safety, which is always unique, to what you want, then the brain will not gladly take it. It's like putting bacon around a pill for a dog. You've got to put the, you know, the, the safety is the bacon. You got to go back there. And it really takes some of those skills. You can't reset these by yourself. Um, you know, it's like, but with, you know, if you can work with someone on this and really work at the feeling level, not at the story, not giving a diagnosis or a label, sure. but at the real feeling level, uh, the brain will naturally take a better deal because it knows it's its birthright. Which I, I think is very powerful. That intrinsic awakening of my values, my rights, my um, mm -hmm. what, I, what I deserve. I, I think that's very, very powerful. Yes, and it would be very difficult for people to come from my, uh, like my brain knows this. I guess, like you said, the prefrontal cortex. Yes, James, you know by, you, know, you read this and you, you understand it. But if, if it's not that intrinsic change and it doesn't matter what I read or what I think, it's not going to manifest itself in my relationships. You know, it makes me think as well, so many people say, well, this is my type. And <laughs> now as I hear this, I kind of laugh because it's like, well, my type is someone who doesn't work for me clearly because I haven't had a, a lasting relationship or I'm currently single or I'm not happy in my relationship. And so I think it's just kind of funny now as I hear your, your interview here that when people say, well, this is my type. And if they're currently not in a relationship, then they keep reinforcing this, and these are my words, not yours, this broken mentality or this broken um, programming, mm -hmm. which doesn't allow for them to be in a healthy, committed relationship. So that's why now when I hear people say, that's my type, I'm thinking, well, <laughs> you're single, no, so that, it probably isn't the right, <laughs> probably isn't the healthy type for you. <laughs> that's the prefrontal cortex talking. When it comes on at line at three, there's already existing these, these mm -hmm. feelings or missing feelings. So if it's got unwelcomed or unworthy or uncherished or disempowered. Now, the first thing it does, it comes up with limiting beliefs. People talk about limiting beliefs. This is the answer to your problems. No, no, no. They're the explanation for mm -hmm. your problems. And then it comes up, then the prefrontal cortex comes up with stories, really interesting stories, and it comes up with analyses, and it comes up with an identity. All of these are explanations, and oftentimes to protect the whole set of missing rights, which at one deal was the best deal. 
So yeah. you, you've got to watch the stories. There is identity level change that happens too when working with clients. Once you swap out the feelings, you've got to help them change to create a better story. In fact, attachment theory knows that the story that we tell predicts the attachment mm-hmm. style of our children with 85% accuracy. You can track it for five and six generations. So there is something about telling a better story. And part of that story is, oh, this is my type. No, <laughs> that's an explanation for <laughs> yes. why you want to keep it the same yes. so the four-year-old can still be Yes, safe. yes, exactly. And once again, those narratives we create are often based off of either a conscious thought or when we tell our story. So if I tell my story and it's, I create what, who I am because of how I perceive it as with my adult mind, not necessarily as my child mind. Exactly. I had one couple when she said, you know, she had some bipolar. She goes, you know, I'm just angry and this is who I am. I said, you're telling me you're your anger. Mm-hmm. And at one point I said, look, you know, these reactive states, if you're saying that's who you are, you will, you know, these all predict divorce with 94% accuracy. What you're saying is I am a divorced woman. Yes. Yes. And she looked at me. I said, so what is it? Are we able to shift the story or are you going to live it out? Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Wow. And that was when she looked at me and I said, you're not your anger. Mm. That's a four-year-old protecting herself. You're wow. bigger. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. I, I really, I love that. I mean, that's, it's incredibly powerful. You know, that's one reason why I, I really wanted you on my show. I mean, the, your book is, is fantastic and I can't wait for people to purchase it. Unfortunately, Dr. Gary, our time is up. I can't believe how fast <laughs> this show went by. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you and, and to purchase this book, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve, where would they find this information online? Right now, it's on Amazon. The, the book is on Amazon. You can also go to my website, uh, there's, you can There's stuff there on the book you, you know, that'll click take you to Amazon. And there's also, you know, there's also some free things. Some, there's a preview set of uh, videos if you sign up, you know, that actually review the book with some other people, two to four minute videos. Um, so either GarySalyer.com or Amazon will get you the book. Or, and you go to Gary Salyer, you, you can sign up for more goodies. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. My listeners also know that if they're not able to find your book, one more time, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve, anywhere else, simply go to both of my websites, jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv, and they can go in the previous guest sections in both stores there, and they will be linked with Amazon. Dr. Gary, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest on my show today. I really did appreciate your time today. Thank you, James. It's been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.